How's it going, everyone? And welcome back to the Magic Tavern. It is just me, actually, Hunter Hamilton, on this January 30th here in PEI. Uh, we're going to be trying something new at the Tavern today. It's all about deck showcases. Uh, me and Kenny were talking about just expanding the content ever so slightly in some of our favorite decks that we run. And with that introduction, I have a very special deck for you. Do you hear it? Oh, yes. People, let me introduce to you my Ur-Dragon deck. If you can't already tell, that is music from the Elder Scrolls Skyrim, all about dragons, dragonborn. Let's go. Of course, my commander is the Ur-Dragon. And fun fact is that these commander decks came out in 2017, uh, all revolving around special types of kindred. Um, in 2017, we got a variety of precon decks, dragons, vampires, cats, and wizards. And over a significant amount of time, these decks, as of today of this recording, the two of them being dragons and vampires have skyrocketed. In fact, what I have in front of me from TCG player, the market price of Draconic Domination is $334.51. Of course, we have Vampiric Bloodlust, what it's now going to run you, $362.53. We've got the Feline Ferocity uh, coming in at $165.01. And finally, Arcane Wizardry, $81.45. So clearly, you can see the front runners. Uh, in fact, Edgar Markov, let's just go back to him. That card alone is going for $102.96. So by far the most widely played vampire commander out there. But let's go back to dragons for a minute. Now, if you've been listening to the Magic Tavern since its genesis, which I very much thank you for listening and love you, you will know, or my friends will also know, that I like to play kindred decks as well as heavy creature decks. Um, I love the ability of turning creatures sideways, smashing face, beating your opponents into the dust. And as soon as I saw dragons, I was smitten. In fact, I actually picked up the wizards when I first saw those decks coming out. And boy, did I make a blunder. But I got to give it to a dear friend out there um, in university. He actually managed to hide the last copy of Draconic Domination in our local Target in Guelph. And as I was getting out of class, he, um, uh, I, I ran down to the local Target and I snatched it up. And I think I ran away with it for $70. So a true stonks moment, if you don't know it already. Now, um, we're just going to move on to... Uh, I'll give you a bit of the lore of the Ur-Dragon. With its wings that extend across the eternities, 
It stirs the fabric of the cosmos. Its breath bellows of the mortals, stealing the essence of life. With claws that rake the ether, it sunders ancient bonds. Thanks to its eyes, the Erdragon perceives the deepest truths concealed in the wells of time. Its bellowing roar summons its brood, echoing through the blood of all dragonkind. For the Erdragon is the progenitor from which the dragons of the multiverse spawned. Cut the music. Uh, followed on top of that, um, I read a bit more of the lore, and I have a more um, brief description on the Erdragon itself. The Erdragon is described as a huge, dark, and terrifying shadow. It is a being that lives betwixt and between in a place and no place. It is blind. In its travel through the plains, it creates storms with the beating of its wings. From such storms, other dragons are born. Its children include the twin elder dragons, Ugin and Nicolbolas, as well as their siblings and cousins. With that, of course, you have two iconic dragons in magic. First, Ugin, who is uninterested in power for its own sake, preferring instead the pursuit of knowledge in the hopes of understanding the nature of the multiverse. So he is kind of a silver dragon. Of course, the yin. And of course, we have the yang, Nicol Bolas, magic's great villain, said to be old before Dominaria was even born. He sired whole races populated entire plains, and then hunted them to extinction for his amusement. Of course, we also have other dragons. Got them right here. Uh, Arcadus Sabath, Chromium, Nicol Bolas, as I mentioned, Palladium Moor, and Vivictus Osmati. And these are all of the elder dragons that you can still get in the old border as well as the white border. In fact, I believe I still have my Nicol Bolas in one of my binders somewhere. So, why are dragons good, and why do I play them? Well, on top of beating face, dragons have the ability of flying. They have evasion, so they are already difficult to block. And most of the time, their stats-wise are 6-6s, six 7-7s, seven and even higher numbers. Um, so taking a bunch of damage from a lot of flyers, the game is over quite quickly. And now let's get on to the main focus of the deck, and that is the Erdragon. And we're going to be talking about a little ability called Eminence. And this was prominent with all of the commanders in 2017. Uh, this is the ability for the Erdragon. Uh, it reads, as long as the Erdragon is in the command zone or on the battlefield, other dragon spells you cast cost one less to cast. Okay? We're not done. Also has flying, of course, and whenever one or more dragons you control attacks, draw that many cards. Then you may put a permanent card from your hand onto the battlefield. Uh, let's also go over the other stats. Erdragon comes in at a 10-10, and he is all colors, or she is all colors, and... Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. She is nine mana to cast. Uh, a giant, uh, how do I describe it? She's a giant dragon. Um, its wings are the size of airplanes, and there's a whole bunch of other dragons flying in the midst of an overcast sky. 
It's metal as all hell, and it is a dragon avatar. Eminence is pretty much broken. Uh, dragons, of course, are costing six cost, um, high numbers of mana. So that Eminence ability, the ability to lower the cost by one um, is incredibly significant. And these Eminence abilities were all over the 2017 Commander decks. Um, we're going to be moving into certain characteristics of the deck. I have them kind of outlined here. Uh, we're going to be going over some mana dorks. We're going to be talking about some synergistic strategies, some um, secret texts that maybe you have uh, not discovered that a really good card would go into this deck, at least what I'm running, but I'm not going to spoil the whole deck for you, but just a couple of uh, personal favorites. Let's start off with the mana dorks. Of course, we have the Dragon Lord Servant, one in the red. It's a 1-3 Goblin Shaman. With a dragon spells you cast, cause one less to cast. Easy right there. You're going to have your dragons uh, cost less by a significant amount. Dragon Speaker Shaman is next. Two red and one uh, colorless. Dragon Speaker Shaman, it's a 2-2 Human Barbarian Shaman. With the dragon spells costing two less to cast two less. So now dragons combined with that imminence ability are costing um, a whole heck of a lot less to get your dragons onto the battlefield. And the fact that Ur-Dragon actually, it doesn't have to be in play for this ability to go off, is actually madness. Uh, and quite broken at least to me, or a lot of people that I've played with. Um, let's go into the ramp now. Not a lot of ramp, but just as much. Uh, cultivate Kadama's Reach and Farseek, of course, being all colors, you're wanting to get land as much as possible in those early turns. So of course, you all know Cultivate is a sorcery. Search your library up to two basic land cards. You reveal those to put onto the battlefield tapped and the other into your hand, then shuffle your library. Cultivate, just a sweet card. Kadama's Reach, it's another three-cost green uh, card here. You're searching a library for up to two basic land cards. You reveal those, put into your hand, tapped. And, uh, and the other into your hand, then you shuffle your library. Kadama's Reach, and uh, of course we have Farseek. In fact, I don't have it on me. That's a bit of an error, but we move on. Uh, next, uh, I guess I'm going to put it into a Mana Dork as well. It is Dreamstone Hedron, a uh, six cost here. Um, you can tap this artifact for three colorless mana to add to your mana pool. Um, you know, just ramping into dragons. But it's also got the secondary effect where you can pay three and you sacrifice a Dreamstone Hedron to draw three cards. So if you just find yourself getting out of control and you don't need any more mana, that card draw is ready for you. So I will throw him into the mana dork position right there. Now, I'm going to quickly just go over some of these Kindred cards. These are cards that I found that interacted very well with dragons, or perhaps you could throw any creature type with them, and these are kind of the best picks that I thought were thought to be mentioned in this deck. We've got Kindred Discovery on theme there. Uh, it is two blue and three colorless. As Kindred Discovery enters the battlefield, choose a creature type. We're choosing dragons, of course. Whenever a creature you control of the chosen type enters the battlefield or attacks, draw a card. So right there, we're just getting our card draw. Um, you know, it's good to just get that card draw on dragons. We're running all colors, and um, I have that. I should mention that the stock in the deck is actually quite impressive. You know, you're not 
not to mention that you're getting a ton of iconic dragons. That was my sole buy. But the fact that Wizards, even for its price and its cost, the mana base works fairly well. In fact, I don't think I altered it too much. Maybe I removed a couple of vivid lands, and a mana base is actually crucial. And the fact that they did this, they managed to include a lot of the try lands, um, some vivids, and a good amount of basic lands. Of course, you can always upgrade them, but actually, I've been fairly lazy and I haven't really altered it too much. I think I actually took some Vivids out to make a 60-card Sliver deck, and I only have one Vivid left. Um, but the fact remains that um, with these ramp and the Eminence, uh, this deck for me has actually popped off quite a bit. Um, the most that I've kind of altered it is, of course, just added my personal favorites with Dragons, and my favorite uh, takeaway from the Ur-Dragon deck that I've made here is that within Magic, of course, new dragons are getting printed almost every set. Maybe not every, but um, I can just even mention now when I was looking at EDH Rec, um, a lot of recommendations were newer dragons that came. So there's Cavern Horde Dragon, the new dragon dinosaur that came out in Caverns of Ixalan. So there's just a rotating gallery of you can basically up the power if you want, or you can make it a bit more fun or uh, more creative. And that's what I've done. I've just taken a couple more dragons that I thought were some of my favorites, and I've added them. But let's continue on. Next, we have Dragon Tempest. Uh, basically, uh, you're going to want this card in the deck at all times. Uh, it's an enchantment, uh, one red and one colorless. Whenever a creature with flying enters the battlefield under your control, it gains haste. So it's ready to attack as soon as it comes out. Can't you already tell that I love this card? Uh, second ability, whenever a dragon enters the battlefield under your control, it deals X damage to target creature or player where X is the number of dragons you control. So the more dragons you have, the more damage that you can throw around. Plus, it gives your dragons haste, so it gives you that aggressive beatdown game um, when this card comes out. Absolutely disgusting, absolutely crazy. This is a must-include in every dragon deck. And I've included Crucible of Fire, another red card. Um, one red and three. Uh, dragons get plus three, plus three enchantment that's all you need um you know dragons are already coming in and making a six six make it a eight eight a nine nine boom game's over um just a good little pump spell that stays on the battlefield metal as well very heavy metal we're gonna move on to the removal package it is again not that huge but uh i've got it right here and again a lot of it is stock but let's go through it it should be mentioned First is Reign of Thorns, four colorless and two green. Uh, it's a sorcery, and you can choose one or more. Uh, destroy target artifact, destroy target enchantment, or you can commit a war crime and destroy target land. Um, kind of giving you a whammy for three. Uh, the cost is a little expensive, but the fact that you can remove uh, three things is actually ridiculous, so not too bad. Uh, this is pretty much the go-getter of the deck right here, Crux of Fate. It's got uh, Ugin and Nicol Bolas battling in the art. Uh, so sick. It is uh, two black and three colorless sorcery. 
Choose one, destroy all dragon creatures, or you destroy all non-dragon creatures. So it's a one-sided board wipe for you. The more dragons that you have, uh, you basically have a lock on the game. You set everybody back, and you have the ability to throw a lot of damage around. Um, not too expensive in terms of mana cost. Does the job very nicely. And we have Fortunate Few. Um, this is a wacky one. Fortunate few, uh, choose a non. It's a what? Sorry, it's a white card. Uh, two white and three colorless. Choose a non-land permanent you don't control. Then each other player chooses a non-land permanent he or she controls that hasn't been chosen this way. Destroy all other non-land permanents. So this is a bit of a politics card, you know. Your opponents are choosing stuff that basically you get to keep one thing that they get to decide and you get to do the same. So a lot of table chatter can happen. Uh, the good news is whatever that you're losing, even if let's say you just had a mana dork on the field, I feel like you can rebuild rather quickly, you know, just as a little talking to the game. Um, you could easily replace this card with a more powerful one, but I thought, oh, why not? I'll run it anyway. And it's, uh, it's worked for me so far, but folks, we're getting to the best parts to me of this episode that um, I have this idea for. We want to get to the dragons. We want to discuss, you know, Hunter, what dragons are you running in this deck? Now, a wizard never reveals his secrets, but I thought I will give you some of the new ones that I've been playing recently. And I haven't played this deck in actually a, quite a while. Uh, maybe I should bring it back. But these are some of the dragons that I'm running. Um, first, we got Tiamat, and you know that it's in its full art right here. Um, it's a dragon god. It is uh, one, two, three, four, five. So the five colors plus two colorless. It's a seven, seven dragon god. Flying, when Tiamat enters, if you cast it, you search your library for up to five dragon cards not named Tiamat that each have different names. Reveal them, put them into your hand, and then you shuffle. So with this, you can look for your five best dragons. Maybe it's situational. It's basically a tutor to get some of the best dragons from your deck. So I would definitely, um, I you know, I think Tiamat's pretty sweet. Um, flavor is insane. And that art, I mean, I selfishly run it for the artwork. So gotta have Tiamat in the deck. And that is from Forgotten Realms. Uh, unfortunately, I'm not going to be that well-versed in letting you know which the set's from, but I can try and do the best I can here. Uh, next, we have Utavala Hellkite. This was actually included in the Dragon deck. This is a meaty one. It is two red and six mana. Um, flying, 6-6 uh, six, six body, and whenever a dragon you control attacks, you create a 6-6 six, six red dragon creature token with flying. So. The more dragons hit, the more you create six sixes, you create more dragons. You sing with those six sixes, you hit, you get more dragons. It goes on and on. Um, immediately, if people see this card, they are going to want to kill it immediately. So that is one of the best dragons. I would say it right there. True Dragon Lord. Speaking of Dragon Lords, we've come to a notable dragon here. Dragon Lord Atarka. Um, one of the best dragons, I would say, in Magic. It is five colorless, a red and a green, flying and trample. 
Okay, so it's already ridiculous. It is an 8-8 body, very meaty dragon. And when Dragon Lord Atarka enters the battlefield, okay, it deals 5 damage divided as you choose among any number of not just creatures, not just planeswalkers, but opponents as well. So you can just deal 5 willy-nilly to whatever you want when Dragon Lord Atarka enters. And it's an 8-8 body with flying and trample. Uh, can't say enough about Dragon Lord Atarka. Uh, combined with Atarka World Render that gives stuff double strike, it's a bad day. It's a bad day when this uh, comes onto the battlefield and proceeds to RKO everyone there. So had to include Dragon Lord Atarka. We love her. Bit of a selfish one. This is Hellkite Overlord. It is four colorless and also a swamp, two red and a green. So what is that? That's four. That is eight mana. Eight mana. What do you get for eight mana with Hellkite Overlord? Well, it is flying, trample, haste. Oh my. You can pay red and you can give it plus one, plus oh until end of turn to uh, bump it up, as you would say. And you can also pay um, another ability that it has on it, uh, um, black and green. You can regenerate Hellkite Overlord. So let's say someone was able to block it. You can pay a measly black and green, and you're going to get Hellkite Overlord back onto the field. 8-8, eight, eight, I'm giving it a try. I uh, really want this guy in foil, but I was just able to trade and get a common one for now. So he's also in the deck. Next dragon, we got to give it up to... Uh, this is... I think it was $40 when I bought this. Um, but it's well worth it. Um, Terror of the Peaks. Three colorless, two red. Uh, so for five, flying spells your opponent's cast that target Terror of the Peaks. Cost an additional three life to cast. Okay? That's one. And whenever another creature enters the battlefield under your control... Hair of the Peaks deals damage equal to that creature's power to any target. So it's Dragon Tempest on a body, essentially throwing that damage around. So let's say, hypothetically, we have Tear of the Peaks out. We're smashing face with it. It's a 5-4, so maybe not the best of stats, but you do have Evasion, remember. And Hellkite Overlord, you, let's say we play Hellkite Overlord likes, kaboom, somebody's taking 8 damage. It can be straight to the dome, it can be straight to their creature, it can be straight to any target. The fact that it's any target is why Tear of the Peaks is such a powerhouse. Truly a dragon that's worth keeping, not to mention just a card that you would run in a Gruel deck or any sort of just beat your face down deck. And uh, it's M21. So shout out to M21. Tear of the Peaks. Ugh. Oh my god, we're not even there yet. Um, next, we have Balefire Dragon. This is five colorless and two red. So five, six, seven cost. Um, you're probably thinking, Hunter, man, that's expensive. But you know what? Just wait until I read this to you. Of course, he's got flying. When he deals combat damage to a player, it deals that much damage to each creature that player controls. So the more power that you have on Balefire, it can be a one-sided board wipe. Um, it's a 6-6 six, six beater. So, in fact, I did have one game where one of my friends was playing with tokens, 
play Balefire Dragon, destroy all of his tokens, and I soon won the game after that. So this guy is a beater. Looks like Red Eyes Black Dragon to me. Nuts card. Brilliant. Nuts, 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 nuts. And finally, we're going to move on to... I got a lot of red dragons in here. Um, we've got Dracuseth, Maw of Flames. This guy is three red and four colorless. So four, five, six, seven mana in total. You get a seven, seven dragon. But what does Dracuseth do? Well, he's a flyer, and whenever he attacks... Now... I should specify here that there is attacking and there's dealing combat damage. When you deal combat damage, you physically have to deal damage to your opponent. But there's some dragons where just if they attack, that is all that is required to do. You turn them sideways, they have done their job, you get an ability, and this is what Dracuseths is. It deals four damage to any target and three damage to each up to two other targets. So it's just a pew-pew. It's a little lightning strike. It's a little lightning bolt there. Dracuseth, very flavorful. On top of all that, I do remember that I have uh, Ilmarith. Um, that's the blue dragon with ward. And Numat the Devastator. So three and uh, uh, three Jeskai colors, which is red, white, and blue. 6-6 six, six Beater. Um, when he deals combat damage to an opponent, you may pay two and a red. And if you do, destroy up to two target lands. So Numat is also disgusting. Committing the war crimes uh, truly um, in this dragon deck. Uh, lastly, um, one of the, for the program here, I'm going to just quickly talk about, uh, a secret tech and that's what, um, possibly two cards that maybe you thought of taking out or you didn't think that were good, but you know what? One is included in the dragon deck and one I'm going to give you as I think you should auto include this or consider auto-including this. First, it's actually in the dragon deck, and this one's called Fist of Suns, or as I like to call it, Thanos' Glove, because it looks like that, but if uh, magic just took a hold of it. It is an artifact for three. You may pay all five colors rather than paying the mana cost for spells that you cast. So all you have to do is you have to have access to white, blue, black, red, and green, and you can cost whatever creature you want. It doesn't matter. And in the context of dragons, let's say you have all that mana available and you have Fist of Suns, you cast this, you're casting dragons left and right. This card has helped me. It's, it's won me a couple of games, actually, so I still keep Fist of Suns close in the deck. And lastly, um, the moment you've all been waiting for, of course, this is my secret tech card for the deck. It is Sneak Attack. It is one red and three for an enchantment. All you have to do is pay one red. You choose a creature card from your hand, and you put that creature into play. The creature is unaffected by summoning sickness. At the end of turn, sacrifice the creature. And this is the... I'm actually looking at the Urza Saga version, um, which I believe I have. Uh, 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 you, you have to give me flavor points because it's a dragon in the card art there. And so let's say maybe, you know, I'm thinking highly situational, but let's say maybe your mana screwed and you just want to get on the game fast. And maybe this is your Hail Mary attempt to do some damage on your way out because you can't cast anything. You play sneak attack. You can sneak in with dragons. You can hit people for seven damage, six damage. Your dragons are getting in for a whopping crazy amounts of damage. 
Um, take a shot every time I say that uh, to the fact that it's good. You know, you want this in a creature decks. Uh, you could put this in a variety of decks, of course. And um, I've just it's it's cheap, I would think. I think it's not that expensive as of now. You know, I think uh, I can discuss my playing ability um, when playing this deck. I've noticed that there's a certain threshold. Once you get past maybe six or seven mana, even five mana sometimes, with the Imminence ability, um, I have won games quite drastically. Uh, dragons are a tribe that you can't let them get out of control. Once the dragon deck starts becoming out of control, it's really hard to switch off. Um, you know, I think the Ur Dragon is kill on sight. There's a lot of dragons that are kill on sight, but they're very hard to remove because of the 6-6 six, six, if you're just doing raw damage. And a lot of it is base, like a lot of it is the stock, and that's why the cost is going up. You know, it's a, it's a crazy deck, and I love it. I guess I would conclude with Ur Dragon, I think, is seeing a bit of reprints. You can build up to a dragon's deck on the cheap. I don't think anyone would want to spend $300 or $360 just to get the base version of the deck. But if you're willing to make a dragon deck, I think you'll have a lot of fun. You'll kind of be the villain at the table. Very intimidating, playing a bunch of Sky Serpents. So I hope you enjoy this little experience with me. And um, I'd really like to hear from you. What would you put in the deck? Maybe you've seen that stock list. Or is there a particular type, um, is there a particular dragon that you would want me to play? Um, you know, is it Infernal of the Star Mounts? Is it uh, Nicol Bolas, the Ravager? Is it Palladium Moor? Um, come at me with your recommendations for dragons, either on our Instagram post that will be coming up. I hope you enjoyed uh, letting me ramble to you. I hope that you've enjoyed this experience with me. Let me know if you guys are playing any other dragon commanders out there. Is Ur Dragon the best one? I believe it is. Or is there another dragon commander that you think is better than this one? Please let me know. Follow the Magic Tavern uh, podcast on Instagram, and we will surely see you in the next one. Thanks, everyone. Have a good day, and take care for now.